Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AdCast. This week, it stands for the Amamiya Turnabout because they decided that the canon name for the protagonist is Ren Amamiya and not Akira Kurisu. I would have... Wait, wait, they changed it? <laughs> yeah, they changed it. Uh, oh my god, this whole time they're calling him Akira. I even drew him and I called him Akira. Oh no, I have to change all my files now. <laughs> I know. They did it because they decided to go with Ren Amamiya for the anime. And that mm. became canon. It's kind of the thing that they always do with Persona. And at yeah, this point, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They did it for P4 as well, and P3. Actually, yeah. they did it about three times for P3. <laughs> that's that's a shocking that, that point. That makes sense. That ma- that makes sense as to why whenever I search for his name, a bunch of things come up. <laughs> I think the movie names are are canon for Persona Three. Okay. I don't know why at this point they haven't just decided like, oh, he comes with a canon name because. They always seem to have like a, oh, this is maybe kind of canon. And then, then you know, uh, an animation or a movie comes out and they decide, no, this is his name now. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Akira Kurosu. I, I also actually like Ren Amamiya because I think, and apparently this is, you know, secondary knowledge because obviously I can't read the kanji, but apparently the kanji have to do with like the the Buddhist rituals of cleansing and purity so i guess that makes sense okay if you haven't guessed we're talking about persona 5 this week yay persona 5 but before we get into that let's talk about what have you been up to oh god um i've been watching a lot of natsume yujincho because my week's been very stressful and i need something to decompress so that's been that that and, and like videos of puppies but you know <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm watching the fifth season right now, and it's it's more of wonderful, like feel good, relaxation. Type I'm sorry. Things. Are there five seasons of this show? There's six seasons of this show. Excuse you. <laughs> there are six seasons of this show. Yes, and it continues to be great. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> It's like if you had like six seasons of Mushishi or something like that, except like like more delved into uh, traditional Japanese uh, yokai like literature, that kind of thing, mythology. I mm-hmm. did not realize. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's a lot more of it than I thought there would be. That's yeah, interesting. You're welcome. Go watch it. <laughs> what about your week? I have been sort of in a haze. I have no idea what the hell I've been doing for the last week. Actually, I know what I've been doing. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Are you less sick now? Am I less sick? Um, yes. I'm like marginally less sick. I think I still have the like holdover from the cold. Because I was okay. like kind of snotty this morning. <laughs> but I think for the most part, I'm okay. You, you sound less sick in terms of your voice, so... Well, that's good because uh, I promised that this week would come with a uh, a digital disinfectant wipe, so that our viewers won't get cyber cooties anymore. Oh, you're so considerate, man! I'm glad you bought it to the the digital cyber cooties. You know, you seemed reluctant last time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if people are concerned about cyber cooties, I guess I have to comply. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's talk briefly about Darling in the Franks because <laughs> I feel like Do when we, we have t- to. Yes. <laughs> Because I feel like when we talked about it, we yes. didn't, like, okay, so we mentioned it for our, our 2018 sort of starting season lineup, yes. and I feel like we didn't have the whole sense of it until this episode. A- AKA, we only watched one episode last time for our winter 2018 synopsis, and now we've watched episode two. <laughs> and boy <laughs> there was only one episode at the time anyway yeah exactly i know it's just like <laughs> i you know i i joked about it being about fuck robots but it was really <laughs> about fuck robots like i didn't realize um... that everything about it is really just sort of that like yeah, I mean, you need only look as far as the positioning of the pilots you know you got your female pilot She's like on her knees, her butt sticking out towards the male pilot, like right, right at his pelvis. You know, they're they're aligned perfectly. He's sitting back, enjoying himself. The female does all the work. <laughs> Yikes! Listen, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just can't satisfy the man pilot. The man and pilot, exactly. He just gets and then in the end, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just is like, no, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the episode, she said that he sucked. <laughs> Which is, yeah, he did suck. He does suck. He do- He did suck, and and um, it remind it gave me a bit of an Ava feel right there, you know, because it's like, you know, end of type of thing. It's like a pastiche of everything that Gynax has ever done with yeah. like an extra <laughs> scoop of Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like if they made Ava, but it wasn't as smart, and then they mixed in like. Fooly cooly. It is so fooly cooly too. Like honestly, that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Like I think that's what they're going for. I think it is. Like they must be going for a sort of oh, it's a coming of age, like it's a literal coming of age story. Okay. Oh my God, I, don't <laughs> I stumbled into that one. I was you that really was not did. Purpose. Dude, the amount of innuendos in this episode was blowing my mind. <laughs> like every line. I couldn't pay attention to the to like the Japanese, so I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it was and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think it was faithfully reproduced. I I was trying to pay attention to the Japanese, and it was like the way that they translated it was a way that you could interpret it from from what I could tell. I think it's the way that they were meant to interpret it. Honestly, <laughs> like I think I guess kudos to Crunchyroll's translators. They seem to be they're on, on point it. with this one. I mean, they're like the the pilots represent like X and Y chromosomes too, right? Like the males yeah, they are have the, X the and Ys, and yeah, yeah. It's, so it's all it's all there. It's all about it's. It, I think it's just a giant, you know, sex education anime. With yeah, with I mean, obviously, this. kids in Japan don't get enough sexual education. Yeah, so exactly. Obviously, we need some more. We need more. <laughs> I think that it would be interesting mm-hmm. if it played with the X and Y chromosome thing in kind of like like a sort of um, non-normative way. Okay. Like if they were like, yeah, X and Y chromosomes. But then they're like, oh, but what if it's like this? And they have like two dudes or like two ladies in a robot. And obviously like it's Studio Trigger, so I'm not expecting it because... No. Like... um. <laughs> Uh, let's let's just say that this is um this is a very studio trigger work. 
Which is funny, because Little Witch Academia, I feel like, didn't have quite as much of that, like, intense male gaze that this one does. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like Little Witch Academia, in terms of its story and, and concept and whatnot, it wasn't as, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the whole, like, they're going for that whole hardcore shonen vibe or something. Like, everything's gotta be about sex and action and robots. I have no, I have no idea what, what they're doing with this one. And I guess we'll keep watching it because it's pretty to look at, but I just, <laughs> I'm so confused. I really, really. hate the plotline so far, which it, there is hardly any plotline so far. And I don't like any of the characters, really. It just like, it really bothers me to watch this anime, <laughs> except for watching the action. Yeah, none of them are really that memorable. And also, like, I, I can't tell if it's ironic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're being serious or not, which mm-hmm. means I have to, like, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. I have to assume that it's serious. Like, I had the same thing with, like, Kill a Kill, right? Where it was like, yeah. are you serious with this or do you, like, know what you're doing? Because this is silly. Yeah. And I don't know. I see the thing with Kill a Kill, which I actually really enjoyed, was because I felt like it for sure knew that it was silly and it was owning up to it. And that's why I respected that series so much is that it was freaking over the top ridiculous with the, you know, the nudity and the, the jokes or whatever. And it felt to me like it was very self acknowledging that, yeah, we know that we're this anime is all about the fan service. So here we're going to drive the fan service to the moon. We're going to fan service our ladies and some of our dudes. It's going to be great. They're going to, you know, the privates are going to sparkle <laughs> and, yep. and blossom roses and stuff like that. That's that's why I thought that um, I really liked that series. Um, it's like not that I'm against fan service, but it's like uh, in cases where it takes itself too seriously. Like, that's that's where Darling the Frank stands with me. It's like, I can't tell if you're actually taking yourself seriously or not. Yeah, well, uh, only time will tell with that one. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to take a hard left and talk about uh, Hakame and Mikochi briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I only wanted to bring it up because I just had the startling revelation that it's yeah. just frog and toad, but about lesbians. <laughs> like little tiny lesbians. Because... Frog and Toad itself was a children's story that was written by a man coming to terms with his own sexuality. Like it's about oh. it's about two gay dudes living together, except they're a frog and a toad. Oh, interesting. So like that's that's an actual canon detail about yeah. beloved children's story, Frog and Toad. I haven't actually I don't actually know the story. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember anything about them. I think they just like sit around and drink tea and eat things. And honestly, yeah. it's basically what Hakame Mikochi is. It is, mm-hmm. but anime. Mm-hmm. Frog and Toad the anime. Watch it. I love it. It's great. Also, Shinji's voice actress in there. Hala. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Every time I hear Shinji's like voice actress, <laughs> it throws me off because I'm just like, oh, you're not a prepubescent boy. You're like a, a lady. Yes. It's weird to me. I mean, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's just like, oh, you're a tiny little motorbike. <laughs> a little, little motor rad. A little, little motor rad. Okay, well, anyway, let's talk about Persona. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so how did you uh, get started with Persona? Like, like, how did you hear about it first? I mean, Persona was kind of always, like, around, but I didn't really know what it was. I really, I just sort of only knew about Persona mostly from the, like, the comic dub of Persona 4, 
<laughs> the, the high I'm Daisy. The high I'm Daisy. <laughs> and to this day, I'm still just absolutely shook that it's it's high I'm Daisy and not him Daisy. Oh, <laughs> there's an extra I in there, Soup. I know, but <laughs> you just sort of bump over like a speed bump. <laughs> yeah, that was how I knew about Persona 4 and... Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a little bit a little bit before my time, I guess. Because, you know, Persona is a lot of reading and existential crises, and I was not ready for that as a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> um, but I eventually wanted to try actually playing the games, so I got a Vita, and it mm-hmm. turned into my Persona machine. I started mm-hmm. with Persona 3, and then I played Persona 4, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. I actually didn't play Persona 5. I, I watched somebody play all of it. Yeah, I think mobile, like like going mobile for Persona was such a good move for them because it is such a long game and a lot it's, of it is dungeon crawling. It's so long. It's yeah, so long. and so it's. I think that was a brilliant move for them because it made it so much more accessible to a lot more people. Also, I'm really glad that I went from Persona 3 to Persona 4 because if I had gone the other way, I would have died. That's actually one of the reasons why I haven't personally played Persona 3. Like I watched someone else play it is because... I don't want to go through that. <laughs> the game mechanics, like the quality of life changes between Persona 3 and Persona 4 are yeah. so immense. And especially yeah. between Persona 3 and Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> Basically, if you want to start Persona... If you want to start playing Persona games, start mm-hmm. as early as you possibly yes, can in the absolutely. series. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back and play Persona 1 and 2. Same. At the same time. Yeah, at the same time, like I feel like, ooh, I've been spoiled. I played Persona Five recently. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, it, there would be a, a certain amount of um, adjustment, like the opposite of a growth pain. <laughs> In any case, how did you get introduced to Persona? So I have a friend who's like super into JRPGs, and so she was the one who introduced Persona to me because she was playing Persona Three. And so I watched her play some of it, and and basically it was a lot of dungeon crawling through Tartarus, and I was like, this doesn't seem all that interesting. But then she got towards the end game, and I was like, whoa, what's all this happening? And then, like, you know, stuff and stuff, plot twist stuff happens, and then you get into the technical, like, second playthrough of the game, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in it now. I'm in it. I'm in it for I guess. (laughs) Yes, oh my god, I guess. (laughs) And so then it, it just spiraled from there. And then I actually played Persona 4 myself. And then the golden version came out and I played that and beat it multiple times because I loved it. And then played Persona 5 and that came out. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I guess is still my, my favorite character. She's such a good character. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I would die for her. <laughs> Well, let's talk about, um, what are your general feelings about Persona 5? Just as a um, whole. Um, freaking brilliant. <laughs> like, like I feel like every time, or every iteration that I've seen, which is 3 through 5, is that they step it up immensely each time, like, with each iteration of Persona. And so Persona 5 just seems like, like the cusp of everything that they've done so far, like, including Catherine and whatnot. Because you'll notice, like, the, the character models in Persona 5 are pretty similar to the ones in Catherine, except they're, like, you know, stylized a bit differently, more upgraded, that kind of thing. And so in terms of design and all, and gameplay, everything, 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 it's so ridiculously well-polished 
Uh, I mean, I have I have qualms about it, which we'll get into later in terms of like story and stuff like that. But that's just like personal bias type thing. But overall, so good, so good. Definitely for me, the most fun RPG that I played last year or probably in the last couple of years. How about you? Uh, I speaking as somebody who hasn't personally played it, but has someone mm-hmm. like has watched somebody play all a hundred some hours of his playthrough. <laughs> uh huh. I I really enjoyed the game. I think it's an amazing addition to the Persona like lineup. Mm-hmm. I do have qualms with it. Obviously, <laughs> I like I like that we both like it's amazing. Well, we do we do you know our critics. But I mean, it. <laughs> that's I feel like that's that I feel like that's most things, right? It's like yes. I mean, it's great except for yes. a little bit. And I mean, if you're not into Persona, like you might enjoy Persona Five honestly because it's just that good i mean it was delayed like two years but personally i don't like three years actually but personally like it's kind of worth it like the amount of yeah for sure the amount of polish and attention the detail that went into this game is Mm -hmm. just so spectacular Mm -hmm. yeah um whenever a game gets delayed that's a bigger release like this i usually think oh some kind of hiccup happened in development but also like I will wait as long as I need to for a good game to come out. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care about delays. I'm just like, well, yeah. that sucks. And then I like, stop yeah. thinking about it for a bit. Like, it, really it sucks as a developer when you keep having this overwhelming pressure to get something done. Like, like, uh, like I worked in, you know, in my full-time job as an animator, and that kind of pressure alone is enough to, like, send me spiraling into, like, a dark place. And so I can't imagine having a giant fan base like Persona does or like all all the games by Atlas to um, produce something and have it delayed. It's just insane. Like <laughs> like freaking Last Guardian got delayed like I don't know like five ten years or so. <laughs> and, yeah, but I was I patiently waited through all of that. I was just like I would just wait, but I can't wait. But I also will wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good pretty good segue into talking about. Uh, the gameplay and polish and what the game yeah. looks like. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to start by talking about my menu screen. <laughs> Talk about the sexiest menu screens ever. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, so when the first trailers for Persona 5 came out, I was actually really worried because it had that really stark, like basically only three colors in the palette, which was red, black, and white, right? And I was just like, are they going to make the whole game like this? Like, is that going to be okay? I feel like that's really jarring, and I don't know if I'm going to be into it. And then it came, the game came out. I was like, I need more menu screens like this. I need every game to look like this. <laughs> well, not every game, but, like, like a lot of... It fits the style so perfectly, so thematically, so well. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest strength of Persona, especially Persona 5, is mm-hmm. that the menu screens are just so, so fantastic. Yeah. And all of, like, every single menu is incredibly stylish. The animations that go between the menus are amazing. Yeah. Even the UI during the fighting is just astounding. Yeah. I'm shocked, actually, at how well it works. Exactly. I think it's really easy for something like this to be overwhelming and Mm -hmm. too much, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they strayed that way. And yeah. I think part of the reason is because they have a very consistent theme to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, of course, they have just the amazing polish. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, like, as a graphic designer, 
it's so hard to strike a balance between like something like this where it needs to be really dynamic and exciting and eye-catching but also make it freaking legible <laughs> more like usable right that's that's why ui ux designers have like that's their job right and so like the fact that persona was able to achieve that so well is incredible and like like the men like just watching like your end screen is fun and it's just like your dudes running and like you you're opening up monies or whatever it's like showering down i don't know it's 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 great <laughs> it makes you feel like you are like one of the phantom thieves and even the menus make you feel like that and it's it's wonderful <laughs> oh yeah it's so stylish and mm-hmm. the theme the theme and the aesthetic of the entire game yeah. It's not confused about what it is at all. Yeah. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think that singularity of purpose is mm-hmm. really what helps it in this regard. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so good that my entire phone is themed after Persona. And it looks good as hell. I've seen people with the, the, the PS4 like theme for Persona 5, and I like I want it because it plays the music. Everything yes. is like colored, like oh my god, I want it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about music because oh my goodness, Ooh, the music. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the the composer is is yeah Shoji Meguro, who yes. does all of the music for Persona. What yes. a fucking legend! What a fucking legend! He steps it up every time, man. Every time. Every time I think, oh, the music couldn't possibly get better because mm-hmm. Persona Three was great, Persona mm-hmm. Four was amazing, and mm-hmm. like I think. Shoji Meguro's biggest strength is that one, his music is really fucking catchy, <laughs> and two, uh, he knows how to design four aesthetic outcomes. Mm. All of the songs in Persona Five sound like they belong there. Yes, like I hear a Persona Five song, and I know instantly that it's from specifically Persona Five. You know, versus each other game, like each game, like. The music is so thematically on point that you never, at least to me, feel confused about which song goes where. And um, like I'll I'll hear it and be like, oh, that's the, the the city music, or oh, that's the school music, like that kind of thing. Yeah, and I love that the I love that the whole affair is like kind of jazzy, kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's really hard to express how good the entire aesthetic as a whole is without just using the word stylish. It's yeah. so bombastically stylish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it has probably some of the best designed menus and some of the best designed music. If we're just talking about 2017, it's easily my second pick, my second place pick for best music. The first obviously goes to Nier Automata. <laughs> but that's a different story. <laughs> that is a different story and a different bias. <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, it does, and that's important. But anyway, yes. Persona mm-hmm. 5's music is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's talk about some of the animations and stuff, like the characters and whatnot. Yes. It's very beautiful. <laughs> it's very beautiful. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about dungeons. Okay. Because I know that the dungeon design in Persona 5, and that's, yep, I'm using the correct word there, design. The dungeons are designed... I think all Persona games should do this from now on. I'm done with randomized dungeons. Like, it's fine that we have um, Upside Down Tartarus in this game. Oh, what was it called? I don't fucking know. The Metaverse. Whatever. Oh, yes. That That's fine because it's alongside the, the main, like, heists. Yes. Which yes, yes. 
I love that. I love that they were smart enough to go with heists, like classic heist yeah. locations for all of the dungeons. But well, the some fact of that them the, I felt like were weird, but anyway. <laughs> listen, if you're talking about the space one, it's basically just a Star Wars movie. But what does that have to do with a Phantom Thief? Um, I mean, space. <laughs> Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Uh, Death Star plans? Like, it's literally the only one that didn't fit for me. I was like, bank? Cool. Casino? Cool. <laughs> Castle? Cool. I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> space. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that one. I think Carly's dad is just a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the design yeah. dungeons, yeah, although yeah. they can get kind of repetitive, I think, especially by the mm-hmm. end. The mm-hmm. first handful is like at least are so on point and they're mm-hmm. so much more interesting than bump 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 i guess i'll run through this dungeon i don't know where it'll go uh yeah i i feel like god that that's one of the things that i'm so scared to go back to p3 for is because of freaking tartarus and that's mm. why i love the fact that tartarus is technically optional in in p5 <laughs> like if I yeah. ever had to do Tartarus grinding again, I would just ask to be put down. <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I love the game, but I'll just yeah. watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the des- the designs for the dungeons are great. Like, P4 was going in a good direction with it from P3 in terms of, like, each character, like, whose, you know, uh, dungeon you had to explore, it was, was a theme on point for the character. And then this one was, they polished it up even more. And they made the theme even stronger and more exciting for each dungeon. And it felt good to go in and dungeon crawl for a while instead of being like, oh, this is, well, I guess we got to go back in because it's almost the end of the month. <laughs> we got to yeah. not lose the game. <laughs> yeah. I... It felt like a chore. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. yeah. I definitely prefer design dungeons and i hope that they mm-hmm. continue with it going forward mm-hmm. at least for the main story i think it's fine yes. if we have a randomly generated side dungeon for yeah. grinding and business yeah same mm-hmm. i mean other than that i think you know it's it's just another persona game um if you've played a persona game you know what it's like it's just like pokemon except with uh demons mm-hmm. there are some quality of life changes Although I will say, I, I think that by the end, like however many features you get in the Velvet Room, it gets almost a little bit excessive. Like there's so many of them. Oh yeah, for sure. I didn't even use half the features in the Velvet Room. It's okay. It's okay. The person I was watching didn't either. Yeah, I was just like, what is this? Why do I need this? I just want to make more fusions and complete my uh, compendium. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> Um, I'm happy because yeah. each iteration of Persona seems to be pretty good about uh, iterating on the last one without yeah. straying too far from the formula. It's yeah. sort of like Pokemon, mm-hmm. except Pokemon hasn't really come out with like a slice of uh, a, I almost said slice of life. I meant a quality of life. <laughs> hasn't come out with a real like quality of life improvement in a bit. I think they did introduce in either X or Y or uh, Sun and Moon the thing that remembers what it's super effective and i mean obviously i have the type chart memorized but you know for people Mm -hmm. who aren't ridiculous yeah um yeah i think um well this is a question that i get a lot when i'm talking about persona with someone who has never played it before is 
whether they need to play the previous games or not to play Persona 5 because they hear all the cool stuff about Persona 5, they want to play it, but they don't know whether they should get into it. And I say, absolutely play Persona 5 because you don't need to have played the previous games. It's because of certain story reasons, it's nice to have that context of having played Persona before because, you, first of all, you know what you're getting into. And um, second of all, they do feature a couple of key callbacks. However, those callbacks are not... Uh, their impact isn't lost on you if you've never played Persona before. And so I think Persona 5 is a great way to just jump into the series because they're all individual stories. Like each each game is, is its own contained story, even if they are technically kind of set in the same universe. Yeah, they're like really insular in almost kind of a weird way considering the plot of the games and the fact that they're technically connected and in the same universe, but... Whatever. Yeah. yeah, you do not need to have played any other Persona games. Like, I think there's some valuable background in Persona 5 that, uh, or in, in the other games that would provide some context for Persona 5 yes. that you don't need to have to play. Mm-hmm. It enhances the experience, but I wouldn't say enough that if you're only interested in Persona 5, you should play the other ones. Like, if you're interested in Persona Five, but you know you're not so you're not looking so hot about Persona Three or Four, just play Persona right. Five. I think right. it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel I I think this is a good parallel to uh, freaking Yakuza Zero because Yakuza Zero is the prequel to all the the what five or six games that came out before it, but were technically you know chronologically take place after it. That Yakuza Zero because it it was. Um, it was made recently, uh, and as a prequel, it sets up the world really well. Therefore, you don't need to have played all the other previous Yakuza games to get into it, even though all the games are technically connected. Um, and then Persona is even more approachable because it doesn't follow the same main character through all the games. It it follows the specific character of one story, you know, one 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 cast for this game. Well, I want to talk about characters. So... Yes. Speaking what, of. what was your favorite awakening, I think, is the best place to start? Mm, my favorite awakening. Um, I loved, I liked Yusuke's, mm-hmm. and I liked Haru's. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like them interesting. both. I don't think I liked Haru's as much, actually. Um... Well, remind me. Uh, so she goes from uh, the lady with the giant ballroom cannon dress to um, what was it? What was her awakening? Oh, I mean, I meant like just the initial awakening. Oh, you don't mean the persona awakening? No, okay. no, no. Sorry. I, I mean, I mean like My the, bad. <laughs> the the very first scene where yes. they they get a persona because like okay, okay, okay. Har- Haru's is like this sort of like she's the last party member and it's like just a sort of wishy washy like oh I don't have a persona because I don't right. I'm not strong enough and then you're right. like no Haru you're strong enough and she's like yeah fuck it I'm strong enough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in that case, I would say Yusuke. He's my favorite oh, awakening. Yeah. I think I think I would I think I would tend to agree. <laughs> and. It's a close run for me between Yusuke and Futaba. Mm-hmm. But I think Yusuke's, and I think part of this is the fact that it's like the third, well, aside from you, like the third awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And by the time you get to Haru, it's kind of like, you know, oh, it's over and done. Everybody's done it. Because I, right. I like Makoto, and I like her character a lot, and I just think that her awakening was kind of lame. Yeah. Even though it's like, oh, wow, she's so cool. She got a motorcycle. I'm like, damn, that's badass. But I think Yusuke's has the most emotional impact. Yes, yes. And it has, like, maybe the coolest turnabout where he was just like, ah, I see. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> it was a oh huge character God. development point for him, which a lot, which for a lot of the characters it is. It's supposed to be. But for him especially, you really felt for him. Also, Goemon is just, like, the best persona. <laughs> Uh, and he looks so cool with his little fox mask. Yusuke does. Oh I love Yusuke. He's got this. He's got this. He's got the little tail. Yeah. He. Every time I looked at him, like with the giant collar, I was just like, he looks like Elvis, but Japanese. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think Yusuke has probably one of the most badass ones. Yeah. Uh, just. Just because, like, his speech after he gets his persona two is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like. In this world, there is beauty and vice. Let us show them which is which. Mm-hmm. He's so dramatic. <laughs> He's so dramatic, and I love him. Just like all of his, like all of his movements are really dramatic too. Yes, his whole his whole personality is very over the top, which I have mixed feelings about. But Yusuke, as like a character in himself, I I really like. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think Futaba's is a close second because it is also like really emotionally impactful. I think the badass factor of Futaba's Awakening is a little bit tempered compared to Yusuke's because it mm-hmm. comes so late. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, I really overall, liked it. Overall, I liked it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think Yusuke still comes out on top as my favorite. Yeah. Um, I do like that Ryuji is, like, everybody seems to have, like, this, like, speech prepared for when they get the persona, and Ryuji's just like, oh! <laughs> He's just <laughs> screamed, <laughs> yeah! You know, like, his persona is just like, yes, hoist the flag of rebellion. And Ryuji's like, <laughs> He's just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I like that you don't you don't notice it because your first awakening is your character, which, you know, he doesn't talk. You don't say anything. And then, and then it's Ryuji, right? And then later on, the, the other characters, they make short speeches. And then when you think back on it, it's like, all Ryuji did was scream. And, but, I mean, we didn't say anything, <laughs> so I guess we're a pair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's as good a place as any to uh, move over to. Who is your favorite main cast character, and why is it Futaba? Shut up. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> your bias is too strong here. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> that being said, I did like Futaba. Um, I like Yusuke too, obvious reasons. Um, I liked Yusuke, I liked Futaba, um, let me think. I liked Haru as well, even though she comes in so late and, and, and it's hard to get to know her because of the late game, but I did enjoy her, you know, overall, I guess. She was there, I liked her musketeer theme and everything, and she was sweet, and she grew plants for me that restored all my SP, bless her heart. (laughs) I... Feel like I would have really, really liked Haru if she had come in earlier. It's just yeah. that Haru comes in as the last party member, like the yeah. same as Naoto, but Haru just is not as interesting as Naoto is. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I like Haru because she's she's a yeah. foofy boy and yes. her cool musketeer outfit. Yes. And 
she's cute, but like mm-hmm. she's just she's just she comes in late, and then you have to like solve her dramatic problems by doing her social link, and you have like ten days to do. It. It's just a lot, right? I I really wish that we had more time to get to know her. Yeah, but alas, I think it's obvious who my favorite character is. It's Futaba. I what? I mean, had no idea. What? <laughs> like, I don't know how to not pick Futaba. Uh, I will say Makoto is a close second because she's uh, she's cute and she could break me in two with her bare hands. Okay. I like her cool bike. Mm-hmm. Her bike is nice. But like Futaba's persona is just. A UFO called Necronomicon. Isn't it like a tentacle UFO? It's a tentacle UFO. <laughs> I was trying to think if I remembered that correctly or if I blacked out. It just, her she persona. summons her persona and then it just brings the tentacles down and just slurps her up. Yeah, I know. I was like, ooh, that's very anime. <laughs> and then her awakened persona is just a, an orb. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's basically just Amino Saigiri but happier. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> it's really funny. It's it's a giant disco ball with a smiley face on it. How could you not love that? Yeah. yeah I yeah. I also just I mean, from an actual like, you know, the waifu. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from that whole shtick, it's I just really like her character arc as somebody who is like she deals with social anxiety to like a cripp- mm-hmm. like crippling social anxiety and has to come to terms with like, you know, depression and her mom being dead. And mm-hmm. what is essentially like, I, I mean, like, not emotional abuse, but like, um, just alienation. Oh, I get it. That's why her persona is a UFO. It's because she was alienated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I also just really love her relationship with Sojiro. Oh, so good. He's such a good dad. Oh. Like, he's, he's just like, listen, I don't want to like pressure you. You should like take your time. I know it's like rough. <laughs> Oh, I was so I was I loved the dynamic between Sojiro and the main character and mm-hmm. Futaba because I love when like the grumpy old man guy is like, "Yeah, I guess I'll give you my approval." I mean, you could you could see at least for me, I could see it coming from the the get go. You know, when he was acting so horrible to us, but he was also like our caretaker in a way. You know, in the beginning of the game, I was like. Man, he really hates our guts. I bet by the end of the game we'll have a really close familial bond and I'll love him. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the character arc was obvious, but I think the way that it was handled was yes. really nice because it's it was good. very in line with his character. And I honestly didn't think we would get as deep of a character uh, sort of dive into Sojiro as we did. But just the fact that we did was really nice. I kind of, mm-hmm. I really liked the, the familial bond that these that these three people form as as a unit. I just really like Futaba. She's cute, and her aesthetic is my aesthetic. And she wears a jacket that's really cool. Did you know that I bought that jacket? I bought it, and oh it's gonna come God. to me in March, maybe. You are such a nerd. It was like two hundred seventy dollars. <laughs> I can't. Because it's, it's a cope replica. With the, you spent two hundred seventy dollars. No, I'm going to spend two hundred seventy dollars. No. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Don't ever talk to me about money again. <laughs> I don't talk to you about money. I, I Listen, do you see me going around judging how you spend your money? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's always you judging how I spend my money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I sh- the other day I showed my mother my phone. Uh-huh. And uh because my phone is persona themed, um it has the the confidant theme by uh somebody somebody made it. Just look it up and Yeah, I remember. I've seen it. Yeah. Um and you get the choice of which confidant to choose. And I chose Futaba. So my sister was talking about her phone and I was like cuz you know, I had a new phone, right? So I was like, hey, "Mom, yeah. isn't my fo- isn't my like theme pretty?" But I said it in Korean and she's like she points to Futaba and she's like, is, is that it? Is that the kind of girl you want to date? <laughs> just like, mom. Yes. I mean, like, mom, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> We're talking about the phone theme, though. <laughs> Come on, mom. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's pretty clear. Futaba's, Futaba's my, my big favorite. She's yeah. just, listen, she's just too much of like a dork a socially anxious giant nerdling gremlin. Uh-huh. That's it. I, I will say that out of the female cast, she's the one that I enjoyed interacting with the most. She felt like, to me, the one that had the most personality. Yeah, I think they gave her a lot of spunk. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, who was your favorite romance option, and why is it Futaba? Oh, let me tell you something. We're about to have a fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hang on. I, want, I need to know who you romanced, though. Okay. Um, who did I romance? I romanced basically all the women except for Of course Futaba. you did. I mean, uh, ex- except for uh, uh, Haru. Sorry, of course you me. did. I Why did yeah, I expect yeah, yeah. anything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, we had we scumbags <laughs> the first round <laughs> before we picked out who we liked the most, right? That's oh how you, you pick your favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that being said, um, uh, <laughs> the one romance option that made me the most uncomfortable was Futaba. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, yes, I think that's really. fair. I, 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 think... I kind of understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. Um, because, uh, well, you, you get it, right? Because we established like, almost like a brotherly type of relationship with her. And she's so childish. And um, you're kind of like her guiding hand into society, right? And so also because Sojiro has like a very like paternal bond with Futaba and to a lesser extent you you feel like a family. And so when you start romancing Futaba, it, it, to me, it felt like incest. <laughs> and so I was like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I, I, know what you, I know what you're saying, but they're not even yeah. doing the like, oh, but no. like there's steps. They're not even doing that. They're just like, they don't even live in the same place. No, no, yeah, no, I get it. There, there's enough removal there for you to reasonably date her without it being weird. But uh, just for me, and also the person that I was uh, playing the game with, I was playing it with a friend, we both felt very awkward romancing her. We felt disgusting, actually. <laughs> we were Jesus like, Christ. I'm sorry, Futaba, we're not like this. <laughs> it's just the game. <laughs> oh my god. No, we I mean, I know what you're out. talking about, because, like, <laughs> yeah. it, inherently there is a sort of, there's a sort of, like, power imbalance in that relationship, which can make it feel really awkward. It's the reason why, mm-hmm. as much as I love the teacher as a person like <laughs> as, as a person i like her character and i i like her a lot but i can't yeah i can't jive with that being like the the 16 year old boy that i'm controlling like that's not okay yeah yeah i agree like i loved that whole like interaction with her but i uh i had different feelings about whether we should date her or not <laughs> 
It's really sad because I actually really like her, but I yeah, can't. I, like I can't bring. My, I think it's that. That to me is more explicit than the one with Futaba. So I feel mm, removed sure. enough to. I mean, you're okay. If we're being fair here, I didn't even play the game myself, and the person that I was watching <laughs> dated Makoto. So like, okay. I mean, I'm just saying Futaba is my favorite. Sure. Um. Did wait? Did the person you were watching? Did you see the any romantic options with Futaba? Um, um, he only went for Makoto, and okay. uh, when the like max social link sort of romance option came up, he was like, mm-hmm. Ooh, "I'm sorry, baby, but no." Okay, okay. So he he turned her down romantically. Yeah, and I, I okay. that was I think less about the sort of power imbalance there and the mm-hmm. sort of ookiness of the relationship or the mm-hmm. potential ookiness, and more just that like. You know, we were uh, we were collectively Makoto for life, which I mean, okay. I think is fair. That's fair, yeah, and it it saves you the grievance of Valentine's Day, which I loved. That was probably my Did you, favorite part. You just of the got game. beat up, didn't you? It was the best. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> we paid for our sins. Oh I can't. I was so it was so cathartic, like because in per, per, all the previous Persona games, you can get away with it. <laughs> I legit- finally addressed it. I legitimately can't bring myself to do that, even in a you video game. You can't bring yourself to be a total scumbag. I legitimately feel way too uncomfortable. Like, I'm just like, I know, it's just a game, it's just a game. But then, like, as soon as yeah. I'm just like, no, I can't do it. So oh, okay. it's the reason It's the out. reason in, um, in Persona 3 I romanced <laughs> Yukari, just because she came first and I felt bad. Oh, I hated Yukari. I know you hate Yukari, but I actually, I don't hate her. Um, I was I was waffling between Yukari and and Fuka, but then I guess was there, okay. and I was like, I didn't finish your social link fast enough. I'm sad. Oh man, you could have the robot, but I know. And then in Persona Four, <laughs> I went for Chie for similar reasons. Okay, uh, I'm starting to see <laughs> the types of ladies you romance. Well, here's the thing: is if I if I had to do it a second time, I would have chosen different people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, for me, I always go full in the first go round. Like, so for each game that I played, I romanced everyone I could because mm-hmm. I wanted to see each of their roots. Yeah. Um, and then in the second playthrough, I would choose the person that I liked the most. So for P four, I I played it. I don't know, like three or four times. So after the first time that I played it, I went full in on Naoto. <laughs> Yeah, I would have done that too. <laughs> that's that's what I would have done. Although, yeah. like, I will say, I uh, it it kind of I kind of uh, I feel I have very conflicted feelings about Persona Four in general, mm, and yeah. part of it is the fact that in Persona Four, the best girls are like their their social links can be kind of icky, and. Okay, here's here's what I mean. So Chie is great. I love Chie. I like her character arc, and I enjoyed her social link, and I ended up romancing her just because she came first, and I was like, well, I might as well. <laughs> I think I used her for my final party too. Is probably why. I might have romanced Risei because I don't think I have any problems with her. Like I like her. Mm-hmm. I tried Yukiko, but the problem with Yukiko. Is I like her character arc, but as a character in general, she's not fleshed out enough, and so mm. I would I just didn't feel good about that, and I couldn't. Sure. 
And yeah. for Naoto, Naoto's kind of a special case because I just feel gross about dating somebody and then being like, hey, I know you sort of like present androgynously or masculinely, but I like you as a woman. Like, that's just fucking creepy. I I, I have to agree with you there. Um, That was the one part that I, I kind of really hated about her social link is that um, it wasn't... A, you, you couldn't really pursue it romantically unless you really emphasize the fact that you liked her as a woman rather than just liking her as herself. Right. Um, and uh, obviously, and, yeah. this is something I want to talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that is is the, the director, and obviously the writers, but I like I would have liked it if I could have been like, you know, it's okay now to it's okay if you're a boy. We can just we can make it work. Right. And and there is an option in her social link where it's where you get to choose what you say, like you like her as her, like the way that she is right now, or you like her or if you would like her to dress more feminine. And the first time I played the game in which I was trying to romance all the butts, um, I chose the one option where I was like, I like you as you are. And that was the one romantic flag that you get with her. Yep, that's it. That's the only one you get. And that's the only one you get. And so if you miss it, that's game over. You don't get to romance her. So the first playthrough, I didn't get to romance her. She was the one that I missed. She was my Haru of of P4. Yeah, it sucked. And I was really pissed off. And I, I can kind of see the mentality, you know, devil's advocate of... um, Because her dressing as a man was born from, like, her... Conforming to societal needs of I need people to take me seriously, so I'm going to dress as a boy, and be a, and so that people can look at me seriously, and I can be a detective. Um, so if you potentially like the fact that she's a girl and want to address that her identity as a girl, maybe that would help her be more comfortable being herself, like and not have to put on a facade of being a boy. I think that might be the direction that they were trying to go for. But I feel like the execution was too wobbly for me. Yeah, I mean, like, that's true. Like, that is what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. It just sucks that it's like, oh, it's wearing the skin of a trans narrative. And it's got all this weird trans misogyny stuff. And yeah. It's just like, uh, I, I, I mean, obviously the game just hasn't really aged well. It's like Catherine's hasn't aged well, and now they're, like, <laughs> yeah. redoing it, and they're like, by the way, we're doubling down on everything that's gross about Catherine. Um, yeah, this is, I'm a little worried. A I, I do want to play the remake, but I'm a little worried. <laughs> a For a game that has... Alice is so interesting, because they have... I feel like they're more willing to do stuff outside of the boundaries of like Japanese social conventions, but they don't handle it super hot most of the time. It's like, hey, did you know that this game has a canonically trans woman in it, but everybody in the game also makes jokes about how she's got a dick? Like, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks so much. Yeah. Like, they do have... I don't know. And I, like, <laughs> I hate the fact that, like, romantically pursuing Naoto is, like, you gotta be a lady. Yeah. Also, that there's no option to... Because, like... It's fine, Nato. You can just be a boy if you want. Like, look at yeah, look at like, fucking Kino. Like... Kino is whatever the fuck Kino wants to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Nobody asks Kino it's... any questions. They're just like, "Oh, you're the traveler person." Yeah. Kino's like, "Yeah, it's me." I know. It's my motorcycle, Hermes, <laughs> and my guns. <laughs> Kino doesn't need grenades. Only guns. Just, just guns. 
Um, yeah. yeah, it sucks because Persona does have a bear, a very, uh, I said, I said Barry, a very uh, diverse cast, and I feel like they try to address each category, quote unquote, or stereotype of each, you know, type of anime character or whatever that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the way that they treat it sometimes is very backwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like I'll give them kudos for trying sometimes, but like. For a game that's about rebellion, there sure aren't any, like, queer characters in here. <laughs> like, do you know who is probably the most, like, you know, squashed down and oppressed group in Japan, probably aside from the Ainu people? Oh, it's probably mm-hmm. gay people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the few gay people that they have in the, in P5... Oh, don't get me started. ...are, like... Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the old are, dudes that just, are like... Are two gentlemen. Our two they gentlemen. Just drag your friends <laughs> off, and there's like, who knows what happens? You're just like, stop it. That's exactly. gross. Exactly. Like, they treat them like child molesters, and it's like, come on. Like, those are literal children, please. Like, uh. it's, it's interesting because I think they do much more of a service to, like, um, and I'm going to say that, I'm going to say this word, even though it's not, it's, it's falling out of favor, but I don't have a different, it's like a hostess bars. Like, yeah, the, idea the mama son like, at the bar was great. Yeah, I think her character is really good, and I think yeah. that they do, um, and I'm going to use this word, uh, okama, like okama culture, mm-hmm. even though, mm-hmm. and thank God, it's falling out of favor with, like, the Japanese um, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they don't really use the word anymore, but, like, I think they do that culture a lot more justice, and I think that's, I think that's a hallmark of, like, a lot of Japanese media, I think they have a yeah. better idea of how that culture works. Because, like, Gintama does that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, actually, yeah, this is, like, a thing. I mean, they make jokes about how ugly they are, but, like, it's not about jokes. It's, it's not jokes about how, like, they're masculine. It's just that they're ugly. Yeah, I've, I've been watching a couple of videos, like, uh, try to, to answer this question of, like, homophobia and gay culture in Japan and how traditionally, um, uh, homosexual culture like lgbtq plus that kind of culture wasn't really frowned upon in history right there's very notable historical figures who were gay but then Listen, when... everybody knows about about oda nobunaga's boy toy exactly <laughs> exactly he's the prime example and so then when uh, japan apparently you know became more and more westernized that's when ideas of looking down on homophobia or like looking down with homophobic you know values and stuff like that uh, came about and became more instilled in the culture. However, nowadays, because it's becoming more more progressive, um, gay people it, it's it's not as frowned upon. But there's still not much of any kind of distinction between gay people versus transgender people versus whatever, whatever. Right. All I'm saying is that white people ruined everything. <laughs> Ruin everything. <laughs> I hate people who are like, oh, it's just a cultural difference. You're wrong. There yeah, are exactly. there are LGBTQ people in Japan writing yes. their narratives in yes. sensitive and nuanced and informative ways. Just look at Aoihana. Just look at Horo Musuko, which I watched recently and was fucking fantastic. And the ending is maybe the best ending. It makes me cry every time. I want to cry for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's an amazing narrative about coming of age while also dealing with non-normative gender and sexuality. Right. And mm-hmm. they, they raise some incredibly nuanced questions in that show 
and they handle it really sensitively. Um, and the name of the mangaka that does it is slipping my mind right now, but they're really good about doing nuanced portrayals. Um, things mm. like Karagehime is a lot of soft transgressivism. Uh, I love Karagehime. There's stuff like, you know, stuff that's coming out now, like, you know, My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, which is fucking fantastic. You should read it. <laughs> and there's another manga, which is I read a while ago. It's like a memoir style. It's incredibly adorable chibi style. And it's uh, the story of like a trans woman basically dating and marrying. And it's so heartwarming. Hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you don't think that these people exist in Japan, then you're a problem. Fuck you. Yeah, there's, I think, um, the fact that there is so much media and about these, uh, about this side of Japan, and that it's becoming more and more popularized, that that is helping with the social acceptance, and then hopefully it'll boom into something more where, you know, any a person can walk around Japan and, and feel comfortable, and that... Our persona games can also incorporate gay people and be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, persona. Per- personally, I'm just I'm waiting for uh, Atlas and the Persona team to mm-hmm. realize, and obviously we'll talk about this later. But I'm waiting for them to realize that if they want to go with themes of, of coming of age, then you know queerness is a big part of it, and it's like mm-hmm. a very underserved yep. community. Um, but we were talking about characters. And obviously, my favorite romance option was Futaba, but also, I would have liked to be able to romance Yusuke, is all I'm saying. I would have liked to touch the Yusuke butt for reals mm, as well. such a nice butt. And... Um, that being said, mine was, my favorite was Hifumi, so you could step off. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Is that who you went for in the end? Uh, in the end, she was my favorite. She was the one I chose to go out with on Valentine's, and then all the ladies came to beat wow. me up. That being said, I did not regret <laughs> Big praise. All right. Um, yeah, springboarding. Uh, what's your favorite yeah. social link, and why is it Futaba? Ooh, I'm actually joking about this Futaba. one. I'm joking about this one. <laughs> actually, I was joking about all of them, but this one especially. Oh no, no, yeah, I understand. Um, I really like the social links with a lot of the NPC cast. Okay. Like, I mean, he for me, obviously, but like the other ones too. So in general, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for Persona Five because you know missteps aside, it handles character a lot better than Persona 4 did. Persona 4, you know, lovable cast, and part of the reason that I can't date Naoto is because I think Naoto and Kanji are adorable. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. That being said, I'm a scumbag, and I will take Naoto. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't cook Kanji. I love Kanji, and I love Naoto. I love them together, but if he's going to not get her, I'm going to get her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way that they developed the cast in P5 is so good. They they handled character a lot better in this one, especially mm-hmm. non-main cast characters, but even main cast yes. characters. All of them yes. were so much more fleshed out and so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. As much as mm-hmm. I love Persona 4's cast and like how mm-hmm. kind of fun and buddy-buddy it is, the Persona mm-hmm. 5 cast feels alive. Yeah, yeah. They feel like they exist out in, in world and, and we can meet them and, and interact with them and make our own social links. <laughs> Well, that being said, what's your favorite social link? Ooh, uh, uh, I don't have a single favorite. <laughs> um, I liked, oh gosh, who did I like the most aside from Hifumi? I liked Sojiro. I liked our, our airsoft guy a lot. I never saw his <laughs> link come to an end. I didn't finish his completely either. I got like to rank nine um. and I didn't have enough time to finish him. Um, I actually liked the sun guy as well, the politician. Oh, he was so good. He was a good boy. He's so good. 
<laughs> he was, was a was, pure boy. He <laughs> was Bernie Sanders' son. Yeah. <laughs> he was so idealistic. He had big dreams. <laughs> I really like that guy as a, as a interesting foil to the main cast, especially yes. because he's somebody who is older, obviously, mm-hmm. and kind of washed up. Mm-hmm. Has obviously done some things wrong in his life, and mm-hmm. he acknowledges that, and he wants to move forward. And I think that's probably like re- it's like one of the more compelling uh, character arcs in the um, in the game. Yes, absolutely. I liked him a lot. I liked Mishima. <laughs> really? That's funny. I didn't. I, uh, I I didn't like where they went with his character, but in the beginning, I liked him. Okay, like I really bad. wanted to help him out, and then. He spiraled into fanboy uh, weirdness, and then we had to beat him up, or not? Or, you did, like, you rather, didn't even have to beat not him. Beat him up. Him you just up go and you're just like, you know what yeah, you yeah, did. Exactly. And he's like, oh, you're right, I know what I did. Exactly. We don't even give him the dignity of beating him up. We just let him go. We be like, uh, you solve your own problems, and then we leave. And uh, I, I didn't like that whole vibe, <laughs> but I liked him in the beginning. I think that's uh, that's fair. <laughs> I did not care about reporter lady. Me neither. Um, I liked I liked doctor lady, mm-hmm. uh, and Hot of rock course rock. I liked teacher lady. Teacher, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite social links were the ones outside of the main cast. No, I mean I think that was kind of the intention. Um, yeah. <laughs> like my when I when I wrote this bullet point, my intention was outside of the main cast, right? Okay. Because my favorite social link. I know I joked about it being Futaba, and I really like how her character arc goes, and it's adorable, but I think my favorite one is Teach Boy. I think I like (laughs) the teacher, and I think that's just a manifestation of, I wish I could ethically date you. I wish I could date you, Becky, (laughs) and have you clean my room, Becky. I mean, I like her because, you know, she's the kind of character that's like, I didn't, like, do anything wrong, but I feel bad about it, so I guess I'll, you know, be extorted by these people. Uh, and then her character arc is about being like, no, fuck you. I hate you. Get out of here. It wasn't my fault. And I like that her character arc was about... And I think there's a certain amount of, like, cheekiness to this. I like that her character arc was about people thinking that she was in an affair with another student. <laughs> You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, dating your students is bad. And then the capstone. Then you roll up in here. Right, then the capstone <laughs> is like, but what if what if you did, though? And she's like, no, that's a bad idea. And then you're like, no, but what if you did, though? And she's like, well, okay, I guess. And it's like, what? Didn't you just? What? <laughs> I don't know. It feels, so, it feels so backwards. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is with, like, Persona and their weird teacher fetish. At least they didn't do it in Persona 4. They were just like, okay, you can date your teacher in Persona 3, but, you know, you're going to die, so it doesn't really matter. And then in Persona 4, your teachers are utter shitbags. And then in Persona 5, your teacher is a Mado. The best Mado. I actually the really like her. The one and only Mado. Like, I like her character a lot. <laughs> I loved her a lot. And I love that when you hire her, she just comes to your house and mm-hmm. doesn't clean anything. Yep, she just sits there and charges you 50 bucks. <laughs> like, you pay her money to lie down and sleep, yeah. and you're just like, yeah. I'm going to pay you to take a nap, honey. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, my, I think my, my pick is, is Teach Boy. 
Although mm-hmm. I really liked Hifumi. I didn't get to finish Hifumi, and I think oh. Hifumi is really a standout example because her social link was technically meant to be the part of the main game. If she was part of the main game, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent she would she would be one of my favorites because I I think they probably just decided like, hey, we have like we have a dominatrix with a whip. We have a dominatrix with brass knuckles. We have a high femme dominatrix with an axe and Futaba. And they're like, okay, I guess we can't add any more queens into this game. I wanted I need my shogi queen. If they make the game like a golden version of the game and they put Hifumi in the cast, I kind of doubt they will because the game is already really fucking no. long. But I Yeah. I kind of I would dig it, honestly. I would, I would be into it. I would love that game to, to hell and back, man. That's just like, please, like, I know you have strong feelings about Futaba, I love Futaba too, but I would, if they replaced any of the main females with Hifumi, I would be game. <laughs> I mean, I would not want them to replace Hifumi, I mean, I would not want them to replace Futaba out of all of them, but if they did. Well, they couldn't. Any of them. <laughs> they, because yeah, Futaba, they Futaba's the navigator. Yeah, they can't, which is why it makes it, which is good for me, because I like Futaba. Therefore, <laughs> please oh. put Hifumi in the main cast. <laughs> Poor Haru. Remember when Haru was relevant? Oh, wait. She I never Haru. was. I, I liked Haru. I like Haru's character design probably more than I like her as a character. I, I like I like her overall, but I do have a bias towards her character design because I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I just like that she's just kind of like a musketeer and she's also like, oh, I'm, I'm a soft high femme character, but also I'm going to hit things with an axe. Yeah, I like I th- I think I like her also because she's she's part of like she's so different from the other main cast as well. Yeah, she's she's definitely super different. I although I will say um I didn't you don't really get a sense of this until like later. Mhm. In the social link, but I love On a lot actually because she, you know, she's mm. like, "Oh wow, she's so cool." And then you realize, "Oh, she's just a giant weirdo." I actually <laughs> The reason I didn't like On very much mm-hmm. is because she played into every stereotype of a blonde bimbo. Like, she's kind of airheaded, she loves sweets, she's a model, blah, 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 blah. And then her character only got interesting for me when she you go through a social link and you realize, oh, she's actually a tough lady. Like, she she's willing to fight for what she likes. Um, she actually doesn't like modeling that much. She just wants um, to be an action movie star, and that's admirable. Yeah, exactly. She wants to be an action movie star, and I was just like, "All right, on. I'm I'm on the on train. I like this." <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think on is a character that definitely develops better yeah. over the course of the social link, which is yeah. astounding because mm-hmm. Persona Four was utterly terrible about this. <laughs> They're just like, okay. You get one one big character arc like that happens mm-hmm. all of a sudden over the course of your dungeon, and then yes. you get a minor bump, maybe, unless you're Yosuke, in which case, go fuck yourself. By the way, Man. Yosuke, go fuck yourself. I, I really, really, I, and this is prevalent in basically, I don't know, like so many different animes and, and Japanese stories, that you have a best friend who is just like the fall guy for everything that you do. He's supposed to be there to make you look good type of thing, and I'm tired of it. So I'm tired of the Yosuke's, I'm tired of the Ryuji's, I'm tired of it all. Here's the thing, <laughs> though, is 
the reason that I like Persona 5 a lot is because the mm-hmm. characters seem to have more banter with each other. Like, you have Yusuke and Futaba that, like, um, have the sort of, like, use, uh, have the uh, Kanji Naoto, like, sort of... They're just, like, two weirdos that hang out. And especially, you know, Ryuji and On kind of playing at that dynamic of Chie and uh, Yukiko. And Chie and Yusuke. And I think... Well, Ryuji and, and Chie... I mean, Ryuji and... Uh... Uh, on feel like more like Yosuke and Chie to me. I I mean I think that's I think that's fair. I I will say I like Ryuji better than Yosuke because Yosuke's a giant fuckboy. <laughs> um, you really hate him. <laughs> I really do. I really wish they had went with a romantic option for him because it would have fleshed out his character so much more. Yeah, I think, would, I think it would. I think it would have phobic comments. I think it would have <laughs> capstoned his his character in yes. an interesting way. Yes. Um, not a perfect way, mind you, but like no, it yeah, would be it would at least bandage yeah. the situation. I will say, yeah. of all of the best friend characters, I still think Junpei is the best one. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know why they decided after Junpei fucking Iori, who was the best best friend character in a Persona game, they decided to go back to normal best friend characters because Junpei, his entire character arc is about his inferiority complex because you're the main character. And I think that's so neat. Um, I, I, to me, like, it's it's like every side fall guy character arc, though, is that they feel less superior, they feel inferior to you. Well, that I mean, that doesn't exist in Persona 4 and 5, though, is the reason I like Persona 3. No, it does. Yosuke's whole character arc is about that, though. Kind of. It is. At the end, you fight with him. He's like, okay, punch me in the face. I've been acting like a douchebag to you because all this time I felt like I had to be better than you. But really, we could just be friends and it's fine. So please punch me in the face. And so you punch him in the face and it's fine. <laughs> no, I disagree. I, I hate uh, Yosuke. I, 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 I disagree. I uh, yeah, Yosuke. I think for sure. Every every iteration from Junpei on, the side fall guy character has always had an inferiority complex to you. I think it's less so with Ryuji, but definitely so with Yosuke. I never got to see the end of Ryuji's social links. So I have no idea what happens there. But, like, ah, I just think Junpei was handled better. He probably was. I didn't see the end of Junpei's, so. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I the do thing think is, they all align. Junpei's, ha- Junpei's happens in the game and mm-hmm. not as a social link. Mm. And also, if you max junpei's social link as the lady protagonist you bet you get to be best friends because he's only got one lady in his heart <laughs> i like that part of his character yeah. and i guarantee you if the same were to be said of yosuke it would not go that way <laughs> yosuke's a big old fuck boy uh... all right who's your who's your least favorite main and minor character my least favorite Main and minor character. So like main cast ish um, and then minor ish. Least favorite. Ooh. Um, 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 um my least favorite ones. I out of the male main cast, I didn't like Ryuji that much. He was pretty forgettable. I mean, I don't know what gender you would classify Morgana as, but I didn't like Morgana very much either. No, me neither. Um Morgana was they, just Teddy two point <laughs> Yeah, I for me the more forgettable a character is, the less that I like them because I mean I I have no feelings for them kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for the female cast, 
You might have to throw down with me on this one, but I didn't really like Makoto that much. <laughs> you didn't like Makoto? No, I didn't like her. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I no. know. That's the, I, I just trashed on your waifu a bit, but. I love um, her. I know. I, I wanted to like her a lot too because I love her design so much. Um, and I love the fact that she could kick my butt and, and twist me into a pretzel. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm glad I'm glad that said, this is coming out because it just yeah. shows that we have quite similar tastes. <laughs> I, I, I her aesthetic, you know, I I I'm I'm on it. I it's game. But um, as a character, she just felt like your typical Seito Kaicho character. You know, your student council president. She's you know whatever. Like even her aspirations to become a police officer was so predictable to me, and it it made her to me feel like a flat character. The interesting part of her character was, for me, her dynamic with her sister. And I wish that we had been able to explore that more because her sister was kind of abusive towards her. Yeah, for sure. In the main plot, but you never talk about it during your social link very much, like, at all. I, I liked Makoto's social link to an extent. Like, I liked that she was trying to look out for her friend, whatnot, with, with host club boyfriend or whatever. That was my favorite part. I just like that yeah. she's just like, hey, your boyfriend's a douchebag. Let's yeah. throw down. I'm like, Makoto, yeah. please. Yeah, I liked, I liked how <laughs> the legs she was willing to go for her friend. But uh, her personality overall just didn't appeal to me, which that might be my bias or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> how could you say that? Right I'm sorry, I know, I feel, I feel your heart breaking. <laughs> how could you say that in my home? In my in your own home? home? In- <laughs> How could you say that Makoto is your least favorite character when Akechi fucking Goro exists? No, 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 no. I said female main cast. Okay, okay? all right. No, you're, that's fair. You did say that. <laughs> that being said, Akechi freaking Goro. <laughs> so is, is that your least favorite main character, Akechi Goro? Oh, God. Yeah, because... Uh, the other ones, right? The the ones where I said that were indifferent, therefore I didn't like... I, I was indifferent towards them, therefore I didn't like them. For Akechi, it's like, I actively I, dislike him. I hate him so much. <laughs> and it's not even... I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it was a combination of poor writing plus his actual character. <laughs> they just did such a bad job overall. I think I'm more angry at the writers of Akechi Goro rather than Akechi Goro himself. <laughs> I think that's I think that's that's fair. The thing is, I don't want to dunk on people that do like Akechi because I can yeah. see why he conceptually might be likable yes. or why yes. you might like him as a character. I think yes. as a as a character, he's done badly. Conceptually, yes. I can see why you might like him, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that anybody who likes Akechi has not heard the end of how much Akechi is a bad character and a bad dude. Yeah. So, like, for, my, for... my sympathy in that regard. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel for them. And I I think for him, at least for me, it would have been a lot better. Like, it's the same thing with Haru, where if he had been brought in earlier and that whole dynamic had been more fleshed out sooner, then I would have felt more attached to him and not from day one suspected him of being, you know what he is which is the bad guy <laughs> i don't think that was possible like, i don't think that was possible i just think, you don't think it was possible i think his okay. personality at least the way that it was written and conceptualized is mm. just inhospitable to subtlety oh okay but you know that's, that's, that's a fair assessment 
th- those are my thoughts on on Akechi. Uh, and if you can't tell, he's my least favorite quote unquote main <laughs> character. If we go for least favorite minor character, I really didn't enjoy Mishima. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Mishima is. I think vaguely believable in his character arc. Like I, I think it's pretty easy to see how he went that way. But he reads to me too much like a school shooter. Yeah, that's true. Like he's he's too much of like I mean obviously like okay he was bullied that sucks like that sucks a yeah. lot like he was he was you know Kamoshida's punching bag and no one should have to yeah. suffer that kind of abuse. But at the same time, don't be a giant fuck boy about it. Yeah, I, I think that's why I had only liked him in the beginning because he was the abuse, the abusive case, like like the other like like, like the female volleyball players and whatnot. Like it's like I want to help this guy. He's he, his portrait is always with him with bandages and bruises on his face. I want to help this poor kid. Um, and then and then when it it developed that oh uh, yeah it, the school shooter type of analogy like as unpleasant as it feels like it I feel like it could have gone that route for his character. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, I think News Lady also just wasn't that interesting. Like, do you know, like, the hostess at the bar that she goes to was the, mo- the most interesting part of that yes. social link. Seriously, so, though. <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty, pretty. Like, I felt, it felt weird because you could actively date her. Like, I know, the, right? The it's like, why, though? As opposed to the other f- female adult ladies, you could actively date News Lady. It's like. You, well, you can, you can actively date her. Because why not? I guess it's it's Chie and Yukiko's daughter oh. with Yukiko's voice actress. Oh, <laughs> they basically made Chieko canon. They're just like, look, it's Chie oh. and Yukiko fused into a person. <laughs> anyway, I didn't enjoy her. No, me neither. She was either my least favorite or Mishima. It was unfortunate because Mishima's actual social link abilities are really good, whereas. Um, news lady has basically a useless superpower. Yeah, exactly. So it made me even less motivated to max her out. That being said, I somehow ended up maxing her out. Why? I don't know. Like, I guess because during the nights when I didn't have anything to do, I was able to max her out. Oh, I didn't like fortune teller lady either. Yeah. I mean, I I liked fortune teller lady marginally better than newspaper lady, so... Yeah, I liked her That's a little bit better, but I didn't like that she ripped me off and took all my money. She Even gives, though it, she if gives you... it back to you. Yeah, but I didn't get to that part. Oh. I didn't have enough time. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so I just ended up without my money. <laughs> I liked Gamer Boy a bit, too. He he was fine. I oh, I, I liked him, too. Mostly just because yeah. he was like a, a, shit, a, a shitty little gremlin child who was just like, yes. get smoked. I love his Yeah, hat. yeah, yeah. And then he becomes like your little brother, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love... You and know his what? abilities were great. I loved his abilities, too. Yeah, his abilities were awesome, too. I yeah. think they were probably mm-hmm. some of the strongest in the game. Like, he yes. for me and... Uh, what's his bucket? A little child. Like, I think they had the best abilities. Yes. I don't know if I like him better than the other tower personas, uh, social links, mm. but... Maybe marginally. Maybe marginally. I, I like what? tower characters in general, just because I kind of like the character arc of, like, the fall. Yeah, like, uh, Naoki in P4. He was an interesting character. I never finished um, him. No, wait, no, he was, he was, no, he wasn't tower. He was hanged man, I think. Um, was Naoki right? the, like, the 
kid you tutor? He was the uh, the little brother of uh, of uh, oh, what's no. her name who dies. No, I think he's like death or something. <laughs> something more. Big. No, no, no. He's not death. The old lady was death. No, you're right. He's hangman. I think. Okay. Yeah. No, the the tower was the the boy that you tutor. Oh, right, right. I remember him now. I also just really like the tower because do you know what persona is in the tower? What? It's Mara. <sighs> this big old green dick cherry. <sighs> you know the person I watched play Persona Five? There was a donation like chain, like a donation train in their stream, uh-huh. and. Uh-huh. With the money he got from that donation train, he ordered the Mara statue that they came out with. Oh, no. It's glorious. I'm going to send you the link to it after this, but... No, you've already showed it to me, and it offended me. (laughs) No, no, it's so good. It's so good. No, I've seen it. (laughs) It's so amazing. I don't need it anymore. When I had to fight that thing in the freaking final dungeon or whatever, I was so offended. (laughs) Mara's not only was it offensive to look at, but I, it was also a pain in the butt to how kill. How do you? How would? How could you hate it? Of course, it's a pain in the butt, Randy. Do you see the shape yeah, know, of that I thing? I know. I know. Innuendos soup. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, so I I have written here that we wanted to talk about themes, but really I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, rebellion. I think rebellion is neat. I think that was a cool theme, and they tie it together really well. Yes. And I also really wanted to talk about the symbolic meaning of uh, the mask as a way to summon the persona. Because, you know, each each time they summon, and, like, symbolism in persona is not subtle at all, ever. <laughs> like, I, what do you mean? I really like that because it ties into, I think, one of the biggest themes in the game, which is um, how perception sh- uh, shapes reality. Like, you know, when the public stops believing in the Phantom Thieves, they just fucking disappear. They're just gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I really like the the idea of the collective unconscious, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Persona is like if you made Jungian psychology into an anime game. Yes, it is precisely that. <laughs> I like that it's about how people take perceptions about them and weaponize them. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the neatest thing. Like the rebellion from society is them, you know, donning clothes and ripping off these masks and their faces are bloody and on fire. It's really cool it is very cool i i think honestly i think that's part of why i like makoto so much because makoto is like the biggest case of um and i think she's the most indicative of all of the characters of a character that is desperately in need of um shedding societal expectations like you said that she's kind of like a a classic like you know seito kaicho character Mm -hmm. and i think that's like the point like i i feel like she bucks it in a lot of sort of more subtle ways Mm, that are okay. supported by the theme of the game, and I think that's probably right, right. why I ended up liking her a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. I'm just really into it. I'm just really into the the weapon the weaponization of aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's the same type of psychology that they approach, but they approach it in so many different ways that it's it doesn't get stale for me. Yeah, it's neat. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... No, I'm done talking about themes. I think that's that's okay. all my that's all my English major brain is uh is, is... <laughs> You're you're tapped out on that. Yeah, I'm I'm tapped out on on reading for now. I've done a lot of reading. <laughs> that's okay, fair. I, I want to talk about the plot. We have to talk about the plot. <laughs> so, I think we can both agree that it lags at the end a lot. I 
I think they stumble at the end. They they kind of get they, lost. Yeah, yeah. Bit. It doesn't. I I wouldn't say it lags. I think they they chuck themselves through too many hurdles and then they they trip up a lot. <laughs> I mean, the the reason I say that it lags is it seems to drag on for no reason, and then it is like kind of confused. Like there's like a council of people that are like, yes, we will inflict the world with something evil, and then they never come up again. You have no idea where they went. Oh, you're right. They never did address that have, again. We have no idea what happens to them. They bring down the, you know, reality apocalypse. And Shido's dungeon is just one giant blue ball. Because it's like, you know, you're like, oh, everyone's depressed. And what do we do? Like, the guy's like the fucking prime minister. Then everybody, like, psychs themselves up. They're like, yes, we can do this. We can win. We can rebel against society at the, at the top level. And then you go into this dungeon all hyped up, and then it's just a big puzzle. It's a yacht. His dungeon was a boat. You expect there to be some, like, you know, cool high-octane boss fights, like, after they hype you up so much, and then it's just like... boss fight sucked! (laughs) And then it sucked because it was just a big puzzle, and then at the end of it, you fight Shido, but without a shirt on, and he goes, Nano Machine, son! Yeah, I thought that they were gonna go all like Final Fantasy, like this isn't my final form type of thing, and then it was, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> he only had like two of them. What kind of JRPG boss are you? Yeah, he only had two, exactly. And then the second one wasn't even much more impressive than the first. I mean, yeah, it He's had more Persona esque things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then you know, I I liked the fact that he wasn't the actual final boss. I liked the the way that they went with it, and again, Persona is not very subtle about its symbolism. Where, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can try to affect change from the top down, but really mm-hmm. the problem is, like, the masses. It's perception. It's the way people view reality that's the problem. It's like, right. it's a big cultural problem and not just a you can beat up the final boss problem unless the final boss is the concept of apathy. In which case, apathy I guess you syndrome. can. In that case, I guess you can just, you know, summon Satan and, and kill the god of order <laughs> or something. I don't know, you, you kind of Amano Sagiri him, and then, like, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I kind of did, like, the, the final set piece and the final uh, ending scene. Also, Shido's fight has the hypest boss song in the game. The, the music was the best! That's why I was so disappointed with the actual fight! <laughs> the actual fight is just Shido, but baby. Yeah, I was just like, I love the music, but we're just hacking away at him. It's nothing exciting. And what I think would have brought it together for me was if they brought Akichi back in some way during that final boss fight, like maybe you had to fight like some amalgamation of Shido and Akechi or whatever. Because after they drop Akechi, they don't ever address him again. And I wanted okay. some kind of conclusion, but we can get into that in a second. <laughs> so I actually think now, yeah, now would be the, the best time to talk about okay. the Akechi Goro Gambit. <laughs> A.K.A. Please. The worst Mm. character and the worst character arc in the Mm. entire, I'm going to say series. Mm. It was so bad. Every time Mm. Akechi came up, I hated him. Mm -hmm. And I remember very distinctly you messaging me about uh, Akechi. Yes. I was like, oh, you're just like, oh, you know, he's not that bad. And I'm just like, oh, just you wait. Yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> oh, just you wait. And then message me when it I remember you having strong happens. feelings about it. I was just like, eh. It's like, wow, you're, you're, yeah. I remember because you were like, wow, you have really strong feelings about Akechi. I don't think he's yeah, that yeah. bad. And I was just yeah. like, just tell me when you get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to November. 
<laughs> oh my god, I was so furious. I remember messaging you that night, and I was like, what the frick? Do you know what the funniest part about that is, though? Uh, when you were messaging me, I was yeah. driving. Oh. And so, basically, there was I was driving to San Jose, and there was a hilarious <laughs> moment where my phone buzzes, and I'm like, you know, my friend is shooting, uh, sitting shotgun, just like, hey, can you check my phone? It's like, yeah. it's from someone named Renu K, and uh-huh. they say, in all caps, You were right! <laughs> and so I, I communicated to you through my friend, and they had no idea oh, what was good. happening. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Oh my god. I think the, okay, so, like, to dismantle this... Like, to sort mm-hmm. of unpack this whole ordeal. Yes. I think yes. we have to start with the idea that Akechi Goro is not an interesting character. <laughs> they tried to be all cheeky with it because he's supposed to be, you know, like a parody. Like, his whole name, right? Akechi right. Goro, you know, being Akechi Kogoro from... Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Like, I, too, have read a Japanese literature. <laughs> I I am also like a parody of detective novels and such like that Naoto Shirogane character. This isn't recycled at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the the first misstep was they they were trying to be cheeky with the reference to Naoto, but then you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but Akechi is like eight times worse than Naoto, and Naoto mm-hmm. was the last character that came around in Persona Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, Akechi joined pretty late as well. Yeah, um, and that was a detriment to an even like yeah. a, a, a detriment to a character that was already bad. I I was so upset because in battle I actually really liked him. Like in terms of like his abilities, he was a very strong character and I was like, "Man, he can freaking he's got the revives, he's got the the light and dark just like Naoto, but none of my other characters have this. It's like this is great." And then of course he doesn't end up at, <laughs> Oh, you got Aerith. Uh, I got Aerith. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we need to we need to actually express our thoughts right now instead of groaning. <laughs> listen, groans are half my thoughts anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Do you know how many ums I have to edit out of this goddamn podcast? <laughs> Akechigoro. Uh huh. Second misstep. Yes. In the Akechigoro gambit is the fact that Akechigoro <laughs> is not an interesting character. And he's not a pleasant character either. Nobody likes him. You know, they present him as kind of an antagonist character. You know, not mean, but antagonistic, certainly. And he's just like, hmm, yes. And every time he talks to you, he talks to you in a really shitty, condescending way. And every time you see him, it's like, (laughs) ah, yes, it's the pleasant boy. Except you're like, this man is not pleasant at all. I wish to deck this boy in the face. I I liked some of the some of the conflicts that they touched upon in his character in terms of like he's obviously working for the police but the police aren't able to solve these things that the phantom thieves are and so it it, it approaches that whole like should I let these vigilantes do their vigilante thing or should I bring them to justice like I think if they explored that a bit more it would have been nice but <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, continue, please. <laughs> so here's what I think the problem is. Uh-huh. So here's the thing about uh, Akechi is that he's an attempt at moral ambiguity in a game that's quite straightforward about its morality. The, 
it, it to me, it didn't even feel like moral ambiguity. It felt like, oh, he's playing himself as a good guy, and then he went full-on bad guy once the plot twist was revealed. Basically, he was like Darth Vader, but with none of the badassness of Darth Vader and none of the redeeming qualities of Darth Vader. Exactly. Really, like- <laughs> the only similarity is that he had a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I love moral and morally ambiguous characters because you feel that struggle of like, is this the right thing? Is this not the right thing? And then for Akechi, it was just like, no, I'm just going to be a full-on bad guy and kill you. Like, <laughs> There's like, there's not good foreshadowing, I'll say. Because it's... Oh, no. It's not foreshadowing, it's telegraphing. And you yes. know he's a bad guy. Yes. You know he's going to betray the fuck out of you. Yep. From the second he joins your party, you're like, oh, you're going to yep. betray me. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, it's like, it, and you're not going to understand what I mean when I say this, but it's the Raven Bronwyn problem. Okay. Where they take a character and they make them utterly irredeemable, and then they're like, but but don't you feel bad for them because of their tragic backstory? And I'm like, actually, (laughs) no, because do you know who else had like a tragic backstory? Me, motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I pushed down a guy who's gonna sexually harass somebody, assault somebody, and I got, I went to jail. But he's an attack. is like your foil. Like that's why it's Akechi like, is the worst foil I think I've ever seen in anything ever. I they were and the way that they dropped his backstory was the most clumsiest, dumbest thing I've ever seen in my so life. Bad. <laughs> it was just like we're having coffee. It's a nice day. By the way, did you know that I was abandoned by my father and did my you know mother my is dad not all around abusive, anymore? You know that, I'm an orphan <laughs> and that I'm in an ever edible quest to like displace and please him at the same time. Isn't that fucked up? And you're like, whoa, dude, I just wanted some pancakes. Holy shit. Like we were, I was just serving you some coffee, dude. Like, like that's literally, we're not even exaggerating. Like that's actually the, how that cutscene goes. If you want to see it, it's out there on the internet. Go watch it. But oh my God, it was so badly done. It was like shoehorned right in there. So you could actually know something about him. So here's the thing that I mean when I say that all of the, all of the, like Persona 5 is not, a morally ambiguous game is mm-hmm. I feel like the the characters waffle a lot about oh is this the right thing are we doing the right thing and it just turns out that every villain they encounter is so cartoonishly mustache twirlingly evil that yeah <laughs> actually it is the right thing to do it turns out yeah. when you're faced with a handful of child abusers maybe mm-hmm. you should just mind wipe them who even cares if you reform them yeah and I almost feel like maybe they backed away a bit from making more morally, you know, ambiguous characters because it is a game that could be picked up by a younger audience, even though it technically probably shouldn't. I think I think that it there are places for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kamoshida should have been just like that. Like, he's just obviously a cartoonish villain. But I, I feel like they should have increased in complexity because... Yes. You have, and I feel like they they almost went there. They almost went yeah. there because they have Madarame, yeah, who is just like I am a hack. I mm-hmm. wouldn't you do this to survive? And you're like, no. Who the fuck would abuse a bunch of children to survive? That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like Madarame is evil as hell. Mm-hmm. The banker you go to is just a just a yakuza guy. Like you're not what? There's no moral ambiguity there. And, like, I feel like the only time they really ever approach it is with Haru's dad because he became, like, an evil capitalist hell overlord and decided to marry 
Haru off to some scumbag. But like, even then, it's like, wow, a man from common means to like, I I don't give a shit. It's not morally <laughs> ambiguous when you give that to me. Like, he's obviously a yeah. bad guy. I don't care yeah. how he got to be there. He's obviously yeah. doing bad things right yeah. now. He knows that yeah. he's doing bad things, and he's still doing them. And then mm-hmm. he dies, so he can't even repent. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been such a more fascinating game for me personally if they had gone that route of, okay, you start from a more stark black and white, you know, this is good versus bad type thing, and then they spiral into more, you know, like, like is this the right call or not? Am I doing the right thing towards the end? And then it would make more sense for you in the end to give up your Phantom Thief powers or whatever. Right. right? I think on the other hand, though... Mm-hmm. I will say I did kind of like some of the metaverse interactions and I like the fact that Futaba is a dungeon, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not just doing this to mind wipe people. You're exactly you're going mm-hmm. in there to ostensibly heal somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that was the only moment of like kind of narrative complexity where you're like, actually, this could be dangerous. We could, you know, go in there to fix her. But we could mm-hmm. e- like very easily just fuck something up, and that would be bad, right? Like o- obviously, like that's a very moral ambiguous situation, and I mm-hmm. kind of wish they had yeah. carried that tone through the rest of it because same. Who oh boy, a catchy. Oh boy, a catchy. I would have loved. <laughs> I would have loved to see it if they had actually messed up, and and oh, then there because, was some justification. Oh, I I wouldn't <laughs> because that would mean that would mean they kill Futaba, and that's the worst. Oh, I mean not not actually like kill someone, but like if if. Their powers, in a way, like like they actually see the ramificate the negative ramifications of their powers. I think they do approach the subject because they talk about you know if if we do this if we're you know changing people's hearts like mm-hmm. do they have free will anymore? And I think that's right. probably the most interesting dichotomy that exists in the game. Yeah, I would have liked to see that more, I guess, is the thing. But I don't know how they would have been able to execute that without making the Phantom Thieves actual murders. So. Right. And obviously, <laughs> like, you know, you, you want your protagonist to be on the, on the side of good. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that I just think, yeah, they went too black and white with it for me. I did like Sae. I think I think Sae's dungeon was also not so black and white because it's... And I think Sae may be a better example of the Naoto narrative they were going for because they don't couch it in like trans language. They're just like, yeah, uh Sae doesn't get the recognition she deserves for being an awesome cop. Yeah, yeah. And, I liked her her narrative in that respect. And I liked it because it meant that her sin ended up being pride. That's a very interesting take, right? It's like, you know, mm-hmm. her sin is is pride. Like she went too far on on that spectrum, but she needed that. You know, to mm-hmm. get where she was and to make sure that Makoto was taken care of. And obviously, like, that that relationship, I think, I wish that we had explored it more. Um, I agree mm-hmm. with you, with what you said. Yep. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the more interesting relationships in the game. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I kind of wish Persona did more, which is, like, relationships between the other characters that aren't you. Like, I get it. You're the viewpoint character. But do I really need to be there when, you know, On and Shiho are, like, making out on the roof? Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> that was an awkward moment. <laughs> that was so awkward because it's like, hey, can you come with me to the roof so I can see Shiho from, you know, the place where she flung herself off the building? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I think the um, 
at, at the very least, the first 15 hours of the game are so, so, so strong. Because yeah. it mm-hmm. sets the tone incredibly well with Shiho. Mm-hmm. She lives, first of all. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I'm so glad. I am glad, too. I thought it was going to get real dark real fast and stay dark. <laughs> Obviously, they take a darker tone than Persona 4. But I feel mm-hmm. like because of the the nature of what this game is about right it's about Mm -hmm. it's about oppression due to power dynamics due to age Mm -hmm. like to a large extent you know it's like the young people um and this whole thing is framed in what's his face politician man's social link too he's like you know i'm fighting for the young people yeah 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 and i think Mm -hmm. that's so fascinating that's like a big part of the game and i think that they started incredibly strong with it and Arguably, it's darker than Persona 3 is because of that. Because Persona 3 may be about nihilism and death, but, like, you can punch that. You can't punch your, like, abusers. That's not how it works. Yeah, it it, it strikes a really great balance of, of showing your powerlessness and, like, emphasizing that throughout the game of, like, how society's rules are beating you down, beating you down, beating you down, making you feel helpless even though this is your life. And then giving you the power to change things. That's that's my recommendation. Punch death in the face. <laughs> punch, punch nihilism until it serves you and not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot about Persona 5 that I, I love so, so much. Which is like, it just makes it stand out more how badly they handled Akechi. I know, that's why I get upset about it. <laughs> Everything about the end of the game (laughs) seems rushed, which is odd because it lags. Like, that last scene before the final battle, or, like, before Mm -hmm. the final, like, sequence, where you're, like, you have to go through the thing where you're in prison, and you have to go see all of your party members, and you talk to them each for, like, five minutes. And you're, like, you know, game, this would be, like, fine and cool if we got this over with in five minutes total, but this took half an hour. (laughs) It's, like, Fire Emblem did this in two minutes. Mm. step it up like <laughs> i i want to be clear i like sequences uh-huh. like that i like yeah yeah the sort of tropey anime we've got this guys we're beaten down we're on our last knees that's not the way that phrase goes but i'm i'm pointing that now we're on our last knees we're on our Both last of our knees. knees but this is it this is our counter assault we will do yeah. this Right? And that's like, yeah. I love that because yeah. it warms my dead cold heart in all my youth places. I, uh, I, I like that type of scenario of like, um, he, he, the, your main character goes around and talks to your party members individually and you kind of review or, or reminisce on your particular interaction with them as well as their particular association with the phantom thieves and how it changed their lives but i do agree it was kind of a slow part i think Um, it could have been i don't know how they would have been able to do it better though i i think it could have been integrated better like i think if along the way on the final battle like every time you got into a, a fight like something like that happened or something just something to break up the 30 minutes of talking to each of your party. Because, like, the first time you're like, yeah, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. And then the mm-hmm. sixth time you're like, kill me. Just, like, end it. Maybe if they had done that anime tropey thing where you guys get, like, separated or something in a dungeon and then you have to fight with a 
if you, you team up with that one person that you come across and you fight against a monster or whatever and then you and then you keep going on <laughs> given that they designed the dungeons in this one i think that there's a much higher possibility for sequences like that to happen because we already had something like that happen in mm-hmm. um one of them the bank maybe i don't know where morgana trips an alarm maybe it was Madarame's place um and you have to just like do it alone and free your teammates i I like sequences like that where it forces you to use other party members because i obviously just get too set in Mm -hmm. my ways easily yeah i i I think there's a there's actually like a a boundary there where there are some people that love sequences like that and there's some people that hate it because they do get like they got their main team and that's all they train for and so all their other party members are under leveled but it appeals to me because i level up all my babies i I like (laughs) i liked all the characters overall um yeah yeah, I don't know how they could have done it, but I mean, I, I if I thought about it for more time than this podcast will allow me to have, then I could probably come up with some ways yeah. that it was better, that it could have been better, but that is neither here nor there. Yeah. I just, yeah, that All was, right. I mean, I actually, I really liked Persona 5. I loved it so much. And if they had managed to tighten up the mm-hmm. ending sequence, um, would have would have been really, really amazing. I mean, it was really amazing still. Because I, yeah. I still, I yeah, still yeah, felt still that like, feeling at the end um, that you feel after every Persona <laughs> game where you're like, oh, I'm going and my friends are staying behind and I'm so sad. What am I going to do? I guess I'll replay the game. I guess I'll start a new game. I, I felt that to a lesser extent because I felt it more for Persona 4 than I did for Persona 5. <laughs> I don't know what the difference oh, was. I mean, I actually know what the maybe... difference was. Because uh, this is something I've actually okay. talked about. It's just that the team dynamic is different. Because in Persona 4, it's just these are your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. These are your best friends, yes. and you hang out in this big old group. And when you leave, it's really bittersweet. It's sad because you're leaving all your friends yeah. behind. And in Persona yeah. 5, like, yeah. you know, it, it ends with all of you together. But also the dynamic of the Phantom Thieves is much different than the sort of close-knit bonds mm. of Persona 4. It's really interesting because sure. Persona 4 is uh, flattery characters with a, a stronger int- like a stronger like web of bonds, whereas Persona 5 is a lot of stronger individual mm. characters with a weaker bond between them. I'd be really interested to see if they could combine both. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of, um, let's talk about per- uh, hopes for Persona 6, which will definitely come out at some point, because if they don't, they're just throwing money away, and I mean, do you really think like Atlas is gonna take the chance to throw money away? Like, there's, there's no way. There's no, way. no, they're gonna find a way to step it up even more, and I'll be excited. They are swapping out the director. The director Katsura Hashino is letting go of the wheel of the series. He's mm. been on board since Persona Three, mm. ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he started directing with Persona Three, which was like a big popularity boom for the series, and you know, no wonder because Persona Three was amazing. Sure. Um, Tartarus notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. But I'm uh-huh. also really glad to see him go because as good of a director of games as he was, I don't think he quite grasps the whole picture. And he also said in an interview that men and women can't just be friends. So, mm, goodbye. <laughs> I think I think now that he's built the foundation, right, of how Persona games ought to be from now forward or like like you know that skeletal network then we can if he's gonna step down then we can get people in who can focus on the parts 
that are still pretty weak, like the like like that representation of of male female friendships and 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 our queer representation and and stuff like that. <laughs> I think I think for sure Persona could receive more support in in that the whole character side because it is a game about people, about characters and their development. <laughs> yeah. Like that's my big thing, I think. I Yeah. I just need I just need Atlas to stop queer baiting me. Just stop. It's <laughs> like it's twenty it's the year of our Lord twenty eighteen. It's okay. The year of our Lord <laughs> The Year of Our Lord Makoto Yuki. Oh he God. died for our sins. <laughs> he did die for our and sins. And he became a statue. I I just hope that there's no queer baiting. I just want I just want to be able to touch a same sex booty at some point. I also want I also want a lady protagonist. It's time. Dude, yes, a lady protagonist. Give us a lady protagonist and make her gay yeah. as hell. I I don't know if they'll ever actually do it fully. They might they might do the same thing where they give you an option between a, a guy and a girl. I hope if they do that at know. least both of them are canon. Like Atlas, step yeah. it up. Yeah, man. It, it cuz I know I know what they're doing, which is that they're trying to target their audience who <laughs> whom they believe is their persona audience, which they believe consists almost primarily of males and males the wanting boost. to date ladies. <laughs> Excuse me. And Atlas, your your audience is much wider than that. Don't be afraid. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we'll maybe see a change in persona and it will go Mm-hmm. either up or down and hopefully it goes up in terms of diversity because that's a very important part of a persona like i know it's, it's like such a i know huge important part. you're in japan like you, you you basically just have japanese people there but like at least put some gay mm-hmm. people in there i know you got those over there <laughs> god damn I know you got, <laughs> got them gays <laughs> atlas <laughs> Their lawyers are gonna come after us next after, after the Sanrio's done, done with us. us, are done with us. <laughs> just just yes. throw us through the, the lawsuit ringer. <laughs> I think the other the only other thing that I would like really hope for because you know, everything with the game is like pretty fantastic, so you know, music and animation mm-hmm. and polish, I hope they keep those standards up yeah yeah Um, Mm -hmm. i don't think they can get any busier with the menus but i hope they stay at least as fitting of the aesthetic and as as stylish Mm -hmm, maybe not in the same way but definitely in some way just like thematically as as great as this one was like it was on point with theme but also really interesting to look at sloppy story near the end aside when it comes when it comes to its theme it's very tight about it so that really yeah. works to its, uh, to its yeah, favor. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I would really want is something I mentioned earlier, which is I really want more interactions between characters that aren't me. Absolutely. Like, it, it fleshes out your cast more. It fleshes out all your characters more. It makes them feel more like people when they aren't only talking with you and interacting in front of in, interacting with each other in front of you, which is, it, it, in a way, it's hard to do because you are the viewpoint character, like you said. And so it's it's hard for the audience to actually see these other interactions going on 
But they do that anyway. They have flashes of like you going to a completely different place that the main character has nothing about, uh, knows nothing about, and then like it'll be like two evil guys talking with each other about their plan. And if you can do that with evil characters, you should be able to do it with your main characters or your side characters. You know what? Maybe Akechi would have been more interesting if he had like a more legitimate connection to anybody else in your party. If he wasn't just a big old mm-hmm. fuck boy that followed you around and was like, hey, hey, tell me about those phantom thieves. Hey, do you think they're doing the right thing? Do you think Do you think that you're morally righteous? You know, just like... Uh, he was very thirsty for your friendship in the beginning, too. And I was like, come yeah, on, man. Like, it's so, <laughs> we it's know so your game. They want him to be a foil, but they do it in the, just the worst way possible. Yeah. They do and it in the worst way. Like, yeah. Um, do you think you're in the right? And it's like, yes. Because the people that I'm, you know, mind dungeoning are literal scum of the earth. Like, what are you talking about, Akechi? Yeah, I, I think that's why I wanted him to be introduced earlier in the game. Because I think it would have been more interesting for him to have had some kind of tighter association with at least the main character, if not the whole party. I think they they tried, but they didn't really succeed. And this is something that I totally forgot to mention when we were talking about, like, plot. But Mm -hmm. I actually really, really, really Mm -hmm. love the framing device that they used to start the the game of you're in the interrogation. Mm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like that whole, um, that, that part of the plot twist where the game catches up to that point in time, I really liked. I just didn't... (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like what came after, what? right? Where they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. don't you remember what happened? And he's like, no. And you're like, the way that they use the, the, the frame of the unreliable narrator is so cool. And I didn't expect them to use it in a game, much yeah. less like one that was like this big budget. I also, yeah, kind of, um, I don't know. I also kind of wish that you could hmm? date Sae, but that's just me. Oh my god, you want to date all the powerful ladies to step on your face with their heels. <laughs> rainbow hat but it's like a her weird casino in her goth hat and her amazing she looked, no she looked like she went she needed to be at a funeral that's what she was wearing her amazing kiss makeup <laughs> it looks looking like fucking her kiss makeup kiss. at a funeral she went to kiss that's his funeral she that's what she wore Simmons funeral. <laughs> everyone was required to, to wear uh, makeup that made them look like raccoons no i I, I liked Sai a lot, and there was there was like, yeah. you know, thoughts that oh maybe you can romance her. Then they were like, mm, I guess not. Which is like, wait, uh, not you're not gonna romance every lady in the game. Though, That's like, what they okay. Went. You can romance your yeah. literal teacher, but you can't romance Makoto's sister because you're romancing Makoto, and apparently they drew a line there. <laughs> they were like, you could be with the sister. You can't be. I mean, you could be with her, but I mean, not with the sister. That's another thing that I really liked about, the... about Makoto's um, social link. It's just like, because like, just imagine it. Just imagine it. You're sitting mm-hmm. there and you're interrogating this boy, and he's telling you about like the Phantom Thieves and stuff. And then you're like, and then Makoto was there, and we started dating, and then we went to your bedroom, and then we just, and you just like, you did what in the where with the who, the hoops. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I think that conceptually to me was so funny because it's like, it's like the most literal yeah. definition of fuck the police. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. yep, yep. One, one, one level of abstraction removed what? from fucking the police. That would be if you could date Sae. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you sleep with the police's Yikes. little sister. Yikes. 
<laughs> oh, but it's so amazing. Like, what a, what, what a dynamic. <laughs> I, I, kind of, I kind of wish that Sai had said something about it. Like, if they had special dialogue for a few defense, like, <laughs> you did what? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. If they had that optional dialogue of if you maxed out Makoto's social link before that point. <laughs> If they had included that little that that tasty little morsel, <laughs> like like the Valentine's Day thing, if they just included nah, something like that so for that, good. <laughs> so good, so good, so yeah, good. I think. Plus, like, I don't know if if you were doing your scumbag run, you could be dating both of them at the same time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be, that'd be so, so funny. And then it really you, catches up to you. You'd go to that house, and you'd be like, "This is maybe the worst." place i've ever been <laughs> hmm. i'm thinking about it and i actually i, I actually really oh, like punk rock docs social link too although yeah, i think I hers her was really really similar to teach boy and i think that's why i like her i also love her aesthetic mm-hmm. her aesthetic so is fun. really great for She's for so her okay. doctor <laughs> um yeah, also, side note, I hated the casino dungeon, but not, not conceptually, no, but, like, because they had instant kill, like, parts, and then the maze, and then yeah, I was, really hated uh, it. I, I wasn't <laughs> even playing it, and it was just boring. It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's infuriating when you play it, by the way, because after the maze, right, the, mm-hmm. ma- the blind maze that you go through because it's dark... You get to the end, and there isn't a save point quite yet. There's some distance between you and the save point, and there's some monsters in that distance that can instantly kill you in one turn. Yep. <laughs> so guess how many times I had to do that freaking maze. Oh, man. Too many. Too many. Anyway, that was my personal gripe. Yeah. I, I like the maze. I, like, no, I hate the maze conceptually, too. I like the casino yeah. conceptually, and I like the music Yes. Because The Whims of Fate is an amazing track. It's a really good track. Um, I like the dungeon overall, yeah. the <laughs> I cheesed the Coliseum part because I had, um, uh, I forget his name, my, my sweet paper persona. Oh, Shikyoji. Reflect- yeah, yeah, yeah. Reflecting all the <laughs> physical damage so nothing ever touched me. Yeah, Shikyoji <laughs> is stupidly powerful. And he's only, <laughs> he's only like, oh, like, what, 25, 40? But then, like, he yeah. was like, I guess I'll just take him to endgame. Why not? I took him to endgame. <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, are we good? I think I think that's it. I think we've wrapped up Persona 5 because we've been going for, like, two hours. <laughs> good. <laughs> that's a, I mean, it is a hundred-something hour game. We should... <laughs> That's Talk that's true. I feel like we were quite efficient with our time, considering how long that game is and how yes. much there is in it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Persona Five. It is a Persona. school life, mm, un, like collective unconscious dungeon simulator. It's like school life, but there's a giant tentacle penis monster, and also a tentacle UFO. And a tentacle UFO. <laughs> it's like if if Carl Jung was a schoolboy in Japanese <laughs> high school. <laughs> it's it's if you take every single anime trope that ever existed and put it in a game. <laughs> it's like if you made Ava, but they go to real school instead of fake school <laughs> between alien attacks. Yeah. <laughs> And also, no one gets turned into puddles. 
Mm, that that's and no one no one jerks it to an unconscious girl's body. I you know there's and there's not there's not quite as much Oedipal imagery. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe it's not like I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Well, what what are you what are you up to for the rest of the week? What 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 are you up to for the rest of the week? And where can we find you on the internet? On the internet? Well, I'm on this podcast, which our YouTube videos update on Mondays. So if you want to head over there, we'll have a new one on Monday. Yeah. And if you want to find me elsewhere, I'm on the Twitters. I'm on the Twitches. Um, I'm still streaming through Valhalla. Freaking great. It's getting great. I'm on chapter two now. We just started chapter two. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Um, I might be playing more RPGs at some point. Um, and that's it for me. What about you, Sue? So where, where are you at? Well, before I begin, here's a suggestion. If it says optional karma train, just load that sucker up. Really? I only usually put one. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, so here's the thing is you should definitely go back through it and check it because... Um, if it's optional karma tree, um, you have the option of putting like one or none or all of it. Yeah. Uh, depending on how much you put in, you get different dialogue. Oh my god, I need it. I was supposed to get that streaming chan wasted and I did it. <laughs> have you, uh, what's the date in game? Um, December 19th, I think. Okay. From now on, load that sucker up. Okay. <laughs> because I, I promise you, if you do, you'll get the best dialogue. I had a feeling I was missing out on stuff. And I also had a mistake with freaking pompous prick boy. He was just like, 17, give me 17. I was like, what the frick is 17? Oh, no one knows what that means, don't worry. <laughs> and he counted it as a miss, though. And I didn't get my, my no mistakes bonus suit. <laughs> I was really upset. Just get everybody as drunk as possible, by which I mean get Dorothy as drunk as possible. Yes. And she'll just tell you the best stories because she's best Good. girl. I love her. Okay. Great. Um, I am mostly <laughs> editing this podcast and doing school for the rest of my life. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> on the internet, you can find me on most places at Literal Soup. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if if it's there, I'm there. I talk a lot on Twitter is pretty much what I say every week, but it's true. <laughs> Great. And I think that's it. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Absolute Territory podcast or uh, Amamiya, what was it? Amamiya Turnabout podcast. <laughs> the Amamiya Turnabout. <laughs> because turns out it's Mamma Mia. Oh. Oh, wow. That was amazing. Listen, I'm very <laughs> clever with my wordplay. Don't you? Don't you get on I, my case? I thought I thought at was going to stand for Atlas. <laughs> that was about as clever as I was going to be with it. Oh, that that would have been good, actually. Maybe I really? should have done I that. I thought it was too straightforward. <laughs> oh, well. That's fine. That's anyway. Fine. Yep. We'll do it for Persona 6 yep. in, in 10 years. Yeah, in exactly 12 years from now, when Persona okay. 6 comes out, we'll we'll do that, and we'll try to remember that Atlas, <laughs> the A stands for Atlas. And hopefully, hopefully in um, 12 years, we'll think of something to stand for T. At- Atlas theory. <laughs> mm, mm, 
Atlas Tribunal. Oh, okay. A- Atlas, <laughs> I can't even say, I was going to say funeral because tribunal sounds like funeral, but that starts with an F. No, not yet. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Akechi Goro, eat your fucking heart out. Oh my god. <laughs> Fly.